Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Asia-Pacific shares are trading higher this morning. Tokyo and Seoul are both up two-thirds of a percent. Sydney is trading a quarter percent higher. Investors will have their eyes once again today on Alibaba shares over in Hong Kong. This comes as Chinese regulators announce new restrictions on Jack Ma's Ant Group. For more on the story and all the market news, I speak now with Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. How are you doing? I am doing well. And how are you? I'm doing fantastic. All right. Let's kick Tuesday morning off with Alibaba and Jack Ma's Ant Group. Yesterday, we talked about how Chinese regulators are imposing that record fine on Alibaba, 2.8 billion US dollars, and also how Alibaba essentially replied by saying thank you and let's move on. You may also recall that the Ant Group's much-anticipated IPO was derailed last November at the 11th hour by security regulators. Well, the Ant Group was summoned to the principal's office once again yesterday. You might say that this time it was given explicit instructions, revamp your business. So Ryan, tell us, what is to become of Jack Ma's Ant Group? Will they look more like a bank? <laughs> so that is pretty much summing it up. Ant Group needs to be more like a bank, less than a fintech, so subject to tighter conditions and regulations. So this pretty much goes back to how authorities were not happy with Ant Group for becoming such an influential um, company around finances because they were working on an unlevel playing field, according to them. So what they now are directing the firm to do is to eliminate unfair competition in payments, they also want an increase in oversight how they are conducting consumer lending operations, for example, with the uh, the type of lending and give in terms of what type of credibility or credit rating its customers can have, ramping up data protections, and also cutting the outstanding value of its market money fund or money market fund, Yi Erbao. So this all part of a wider crackdown by Chinese authorities on big tech players. If the Ant Group is going to be regulated more like a bank, less like a fintech company, then wouldn't that have significant implications for its business model, the synergies between different arms of its business model? So do you think that Alibaba still has plans to spin off the Ant Group in a public listing? And if so, will it attract anywhere near the same amount of investor interest that it did the you know, previous year? That's a good question. Will it get the same interest? I think there is still going to be interest. Will it have as much interest? Interest, that is going to be a big question mark because with the latest changes, it means more compliance costs. It needs to make sure all the the structural changes are going to be made. That means more people, more procedures, more managers. And also, taking into account the changes, it means it'll be harder to make money. So it'll be less profitable. So all in, it will likely have an impact on valuations. And this will likely mean the initial euphoria over Ant Group's valuation and how much it could make will have to be dialed back to some extent. So you could still see Ant Group going for an IPO, but it might not have the same blockbuster impact as maybe 
last year. Yeah, the markets have not had a chance to react to news that the Ant Group will become a financial holding company. Haven't had a chance to react just yet, but markets have had the opportunity to react to that massive 2.8 billion US dollar fine that China is imposing on Alibaba. So, what is the verdict? Were investors concerned, or did they breathe a sigh of relief that the so-called you know target on Ant's back you know has been has been meted out and dealt with? Yeah, $2.8 billion sounds like a lot. It's actually 4% of Alibaba's annual revenue. But it seems like investors are shaking it off. If you look at what happened overnight on the ADRs in New York, you had them trading over 9%, pretty much tracking the bounce on the Hong Kong trading session, which saw it as high as 9% as well, eventually closing higher by over 6%. So investors may be thinking, the worst may be over if this fine and they can, fi- they can finally move on to the next chapter, maybe an IPO. So that seems to be interpretation by the markets reacting quite positively to the Alibaba fine over the weekend. Something to be said for closure, right? That rise in Alibaba's share price overnight has led to a corresponding jump in Jack Ma's personal fortune. According to Bloomberg, Ma's wealth rose by 2.3 billion US dollars overnight. That is almost as much as the fine. Think about it. Uh, well, that's still half a billion dollars short, but who's really counting? Next up, let's turn to the COVID-19 and vaccine news starting right here in Singapore. The French pharmaceutical giant Sanofi is investing more than $600 million in a vaccine production here. Now, we don't exactly know what vaccine Sanofi will make in Singapore, but the plant will be outfitted to make several different types of vaccines. So, Ryan, biomanufacturing is already quite an important part of Singapore's uh, manufacturing scene, shall we say. Mm. So, this should potentially increase that scene, right? It will, and I am looking at... Sanofi investing 400 million euros over five years. It means a bit of a multiply effect. We are expecting the project to create up to 200 local jobs. And this, of course, could also pave the way for like-minded companies to be attracted here because this has the impact of becoming an ecosystem, a bigger ecosystem for biomedical manufacturing as well. So this could mean more to come uh, if things go well for Sanofi. Now, the latest numbers for China's Sinovac COVID-19 vaccine, not terribly good since we're talking about vaccines. What's the latest here on Sinovac? Yeah, Sinovac has um, gone through some, well, question marks over the past few months. And now there's a new study uh, that is being done in Brazil showing it has a 50.7% efficacy and this is possibly imp- uh, has potential to improve to 62.3% if the dosage is done more than 21 days instead of the initial 14 days you are thinking of. So to some extent, it is painting Sinovac as a promising vaccine if you take on the new recommendations by the study. So I would say it is putting Sinovac in a, well interesting position because a lot of question marks have been raised about the studies and details around uh, Sinovac's vaccine because there have been quite a lack of transparency on the Sinovac front on what efficacy it is. So this goes towards painting some colour at least. 
Okay, well, the potential low protection rate cannot be um, letting people in Indonesia and Brazil sleep well since that's where Sinovac Biotech's vaccine was uh, mainly deployed, Indonesia and Brazil, outside of China, of course. Um, on a more positive note, one of the world's most strenuous COVID-19 shutdowns is being relaxed thanks to improving vaccination numbers. Over in the UK, Britons can finally enjoy a pint of cold beer in public again. So, Ryan, do you expect the British markets to cheer this news as well? Yeah, so after a long time, people in Britain can finally get a haircut, go to the pub. Mm. So that means multiplying effects for businesses. They can start to open up again. People go out to spend again. And this will just mean more activity, people just helping the economy. And that is likely to be welcomed by markets. So I think that will be... Welcome news by investors as we see this lockdown being eased. In other news, Bitcoins are trading near record highs as the largest U.S. crypto exchange, Coinbase, prepares to go public. So the price of a Bitcoin briefly surpassed 61,000 U.S. dollars before falling back again. I think its high in recent days has been about $61,700. The CEO of another crypto exchange, though, Kraken, well, he's warning that a crackdown on cryptocurrencies could be near. So Ryan, tell us more. What exactly is Kraken's CEO, Jesse Powell, worried about? Yeah, so actually Kraken is the world's fourth largest digital currency in mm. terms of trading volume. And it is also pretty much on the same path as Coinbase in terms of trying to get a direct listing soon, which uh, of course Coinbase is going to be listing this week as the first crypto platform. So going back to his warning, uh, he is pretty much echoing what's been said around the crypto space. There might be a crackdown because a lot of government officials have been warning and sounding alarm about the use of Bitcoin for illegal purposes like money laundering, terrorist financing and other illegal activities. So to some extent, this is a long time coming and maybe due for some scrutiny by regulators because the law has to catch up with technology at some point. So he is saying, watch out for regulations. So maybe this could be a, a bit of a red flag for Bitcoin prices, which have been on quite a bit of a 10 in the past year. Coinbase due to go public on NASDAQ on April 14th. It is the first listing of its kind for a major cryptocurrency company and said to be a real test of investor appetite for other startups in this sector. All right, it's time for corporate headlines. Let's go to up or down. I name an asset or item in the news and Ryan tells us which way he thinks it's moving up or down. No sideways in this Mm -hmm. game. Ryan, let's start with Microsoft. All right, so this is something that's been brewing for the past few days. It has confirmed it will buy No One's Communications. That is a speech recognition company. And that is for the sum of $16 billion. So I would say it's an up because it really opens up the potential for more growth for Microsoft. In fact, Nuance Communications stock price was up 16%. Yeah, we talked about this possibility on the show yesterday and it's become fruition. Microsoft is buying Nuance for $16 billion US dollars. Microsoft shares were flat on the news, but Nuance shares jumped 16%. Next up, Uber. All right, Uber, I would say is up because... Overall, gross bookings have reached their highest monthly level in the company's history. This is for the month of March. So I am saying it's up and its share price is up as well, 3.1%. Looks like ride-hailing demand is picking up. 
Next, NVIDIA. All right, NVIDIA is an up for me and I'm looking at a stock price up 5.6%. And this is after the CEO announced a new central processing unit to crunch data. And this is on technology based around its acquisition target arm holding. So its outlook also looking quite promising, expecting revenue to beat its prior first quarter forecast. Yeah, the company NVIDIA has unveiled new server microprocessors that's making a push into Intel's market. NVIDIA shares jumping more than 5% on the news. Next, the PC market. Okay, so I guess no surprises Mm. that this is an up because going by the latest data, it had its best first quarter in nearly six years and also reflecting the fastest growth in 20 years. So that quarter was up 32% year on year. No surprises with people staying at home and working from home. So all that driving demand for technology devices. Mm, Next up, Hamley's. Hamleys, if you're not familiar, is a toy shop. Toy shop <laughs> that is has been around for a long time, more than 260 years, yeah. and it is looking to expand in India. So that is an up for me, quadrupling its stores to more than 500 in three years. They're struggling though, the British toy store, but they are planning that expansion across Europe and Asia under the leadership of India's Mukesh Ambani. Let's check in on local stocks now. The SDI finished down one third of a percent yesterday at 31.73. It is now down more than one percent over the past week. So how's the SDI doing this morning? Yeah, I'm just looking at SDI trend over the past five days. It's actually on a five-day losing streak and going by the early action so far, there seems to be a bit of revival. It's up 0.1% right now, mm-hmm. 3,176. And a quick snapshot of the STI table, mostly in the green, just eight counters in the red for the STI. And right at the top, we have the likes of Jody Matheson. It's up by 2.2%. And you also have, looking at the other end of the table, Young Zhejiang Shipbuilding is down 1.5% at $1.28. And of course, it is a one to watch today. Jardine Strategic and Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust. So FLCT replacing Jardine Strategic on the STI today. So far, looking at FLCT, it is down 0.7% at $1.46. So that is the action playing out so far in the opening minutes. All right. Thanks very much. He's Ryan Wong. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.